Hey, what's up everyone and welcome to Live and Fit Radio, where we talk all things fitness and nutrition. This is your host and Live and Fit founder, April. I'm so excited to have you listening today as I share something that has personally impacted my fitness journey and has made my fitness goals become a reality. If you're wondering what I'm referring to, I am talking about macronutrients, aka macros. I know a lot of you listening today may be wondering, what in the heck are macros? Or maybe you've heard somebody talking about macros, but you have no clue what they're talking about. Or maybe you're somebody who knows a lot about macros, but you're just here to learn a little bit more about the details. So without further ado, let's talk macros. Now, most of you, if I was to ask you about your daily calorie intake, you would maybe have a general idea of how many calories you take in per day, right? Or if you don't have an idea of how many calories you take in per day, you would at least know what I'm referring to when I say calories. On the other hand, if I was to ask the majority of people about their macronutrient intake or their macros, they would look at me like a deer in headlights, right? They'd have no idea what I'm talking about. Now, I will tell you first off that calories do matter, but we need to switch our mindset and start thinking more about macros and macronutrient intake because that makes a huge difference in your results. And if you're putting effort in the gym, if you're lifting weights, if you're doing boxing or cardio or whatever type of CrossFit or whatever type of class you take or time you spend in the gym, if you want to make that time you spend in the gym much more efficient, you have to learn about macros. So backing up a little bit, calories do matter, right? We all know that calories matter. If you consume more calories than your body requires on a day-to-day basis, so you're in a calorie, what we call surplus, you're taking in more than you need, you're gonna gain weight. If you take in less calories than your body needs, so you're in what we call a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. And if you're right perfectly in the middle, we call that a calorie maintenance, and you would just maintain exactly where you are right now. That's called a calorie maintenance. So it's simple math. You take in more than you need, you gain weight, you take in less than you need, you lose weight. So calories at the end of the day do make a difference. So I don't want you to think that I'm saying don't pay any attention to your calories because that would be leading you astray. But more importantly, again, isn't just the calories that you consume per day, but what is making up those calories? What types of foods are making up your total calories for the day? And that is where macronutrients or macros come into play. So what in the heck are macros? Macronutrients are simply your fats, your carbs, and your protein. That's it. That's all it is. So when somebody asks you what macros are, you can say, hey, I know what they are. They're fats, proteins, and carbs. That's all it is. Now, let me just tell you real quickly why macros matter. If you have twins, let's just say two identical people side by side with the exact same body composition, the exact same metabolic workup, they need the exact same amount of calories per day, they have the exact you know, exercise routine, they are identical side by side, mirror images of each other. If the twin on the left is eating, let's just say, 40% protein, 40% carbs, and 20% fat, and the twin on the right is eating 60 or 70% carbs, 20% protein, and 10% fat, who do you think is going to have a better overall result from the effort they're putting in in the gym? The twin on the left who's getting 
40, 40, 20, you know, pretty balanced macronutrient breakdown, or the twin on the right who is carb heavy, low protein, low healthy fats. The twin on the left, ding, 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 ding. If you guess the twin on the left, you got it. So the twin on the left has a more well-rounded, balanced macronutrient breakdown and will most likely put on lean muscle mass, lose body fat much more efficiently than the twin on the right who is eating high carbs, low protein, low fat. All right, let's break down each macronutrient for you. I'm going to talk about why proteins, fats, and carbs are important, what they do for your body, and some food sources that you can take in, which will provide you with protein, with fats, and with carbs. So why don't we just start with my personal favorite, carbohydrates. Who loves carbs? Raise your hand. Yeah, my hand is way up in the sky. I love carbs. And I know a lot of people hear the word carbs and they think, oh my gosh, I can't eat them. They're like the enemy. Carbs are not the enemy. They are your friend. What matters more is what types of carbs you're eating than carbs in general. And yes, some people are more sensitive to carbohydrates than others. But at the end of the day, carbohydrates are very important and they are not the enemy. So let's just talk about the scientific function of carbohydrates. The human body stores a very limited amount of carbs in the liver and the skeletal muscle in the form of glycogen. Liver glycogen helps to maintain blood glucose, the sugar that is transported in the blood to supply energy to the body, including fueling the brain and other cells in the body that cannot use fat as a fuel. Because these carbohydrate supplies are limited, they must be restored on a regular basis. The liver's glycogen stores can be depleted overnight or during a 90-minute endurance activity. So let's just say you're in the gym and you're working out for 90 minutes, an hour and a half. Your body will use up all, if not all, of your glycogen stores from your muscle tissue. So how do we replenish those glycogen stores? We eat carbs, which is my favorite part of the day. And so when you eat carbohydrates, you start to replenish those glycogen stores that your body needs because again, your body, your body's primary energy source comes from carbs, particularly the brain. The brain cells need carbs. Now, why do carbs get a bad rap? It's because a lot of people, when they consume carbohydrates, they are consuming simple carbs, carbs that turn to sugar immediately in the body. So those carbs raise your blood sugar right away. If you're somebody who has diabetes and you struggle with high blood sugar, these are the carbs that will make your blood sugar go up like that. If you eat complex carbohydrates, more of your starchy carbs, your leafy green vegetables, your potatoes, your beans, those are the types of carbs that are going to give your body the right amount of fuel and not spike your blood sugar instantly like a simple carbohydrate would. So what's like a simple carb? A simple carb would be, you know, honey, um, table sugar, something that you absorb and it literally makes your blood sugar go up right away. When I used to work as a diabetes nurse educator, these are the foods that I would tell my patients to have when they were suffering a low blood sugar and needed to get their blood sugar up right away. So I would tell them, have a tablespoon of honey. So those are your simple carbs. They're going to make your blood sugar go up right away. Complex carbs, on the other hand, are ideal. And those are the ones that you want to consume the majority of the time. So again, focusing on your starchier foods like your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, 
uh, your rice, your whole grains, your beans, things like of that nature. And of course, don't forget your leafy green vegetables. Yes, veggies have carbs, but they have a lot of fiber. And so your body does not absorb those carbohydrates nearly as quickly as it would if you ate a donut or a cupcake or chips, which we all already know, right? Now, just to give you a little scientific background on carbohydrates and how they affect your total calorie intake, every gram of carbs contains four calories. So if you eat something that has five grams of carbs on the label, 20 of those calories in that food item are likely coming from the carbs. All right, now let's move on to one of my other favorite macronutrients, protein. Protein is one of those food items that before I started getting into weight training, I was not getting nearly enough protein per day. And I think the majority of people really do not get enough protein. We eat a lot of carbs, we probably eat too much fat, but we don't get enough protein. And so protein is one of those things that is responsible for so many functions in the body. And I hope that with me sharing a little bit about protein and just what it does for you, that it will encourage you to increase your protein intake from a day-to-day basis, particularly lean protein sources, which I will talk about in just a minute. So the scientific function of protein. Protein is best known for its role in muscle growth and repair. Again, I will say that again. Protein is best known for its role in muscle growth and repair. However, it also plays a vital role in the development, maintenance, and repair of all tissues in the body. It is involved in fluid balance, blood clotting, enzyme production, acid-base balance, immune function, and hormone regulation. It also serves as a carrier for several nutrients. Now, I'm going to go back to the beginning. What was the first function I listed? Protein is responsible for muscle growth and repair. So if you are somebody who wants to build lean muscle, you want to lose body fat, you have to eat protein and more protein. So protein is so awesome. Protein contains amino acids, which are the building blocks of your muscles. So if we want to build lean muscle tissue, if we want to tone up and really look awesome and you know if we're weight training and we want to put our efforts to the test you need to eat more protein and that is going to help you repair and rebuild new muscle tissue so when you get sore let's just talk about this for a minute when you go exercise let's say you do you know a boxing workout or a crossfit workout and you get done and you are just so sore and you you know you put on your shirt and you're like oh I can't even lift my arms up to the ceiling or you try to go up and down the stairs and your legs are just on fire that sore feeling you have is caused from tiny little tears in the muscle tissue which you cause during your workout now those tiny tears that sore feeling is a good thing your body is creating tiny little tears in the muscle tissue. And when you have little tears or damage in the muscle tissue, what does your body need to do? It needs to go there, it needs to fix those tears. And when it does that, it uses protein, the amino acids from protein, to repair and rebuild the damaged muscle tissue. Which again is why protein is so very important. Not only is it important for your muscles, it's important for your hair, your skin, your nails, your red blood cells. Protein also helps rebuild the cells of your intestinal lining, so which you rebuild every three days or so. So protein is responsible for so many things, but in particular, it is responsible for, for repairing and rebuilding tissue. Now, what are some examples of some protein sources? Because there's quite a few. Some of my personal favorites are egg whites, cheap, easy, chicken breast, extra lean ground turkey, extra lean ground beef, top sirloin. 
You can also get protein from dairy products like cottage cheese, Greek yogurt. There's also some protein in beans and nuts. Now, certain sources of protein are going to be called your complete proteins. Typically, those are going to be from animal meat products like chicken and tuna and fish. Now, complete protein, all that means is that it has all of the essential amino acids that your body cannot get or make on its own. So you have to get those essential amino acids from the foods that we eat. Other protein sources like nuts and beans are incomplete proteins, meaning they don't have all the essential amino acids present in that food, which your body needs all of the essential amino acids. However, I'm not here to tell you you have to eat meat to get all the essential amino acids. And so I'm not here to argue if you should or shouldn't eat meat. You know, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, can you get enough protein? Can you get all the essential amino acids? Absolutely, without a doubt. There are lots of bodybuilders out there who are very successful at what they do. And as you know, bodybuilders have a lot of body mass of muscle. And how do they do that? They pair two incomplete proteins together like rice and beans, for example, and by combining two of those incomplete proteins together, they are able to create a complete protein and get all of their essential amino acids. So you can be very successful even if you don't eat meat. However, when somebody talks about complete protein, typically they're talking about those meat products like chicken, fish, steak, beef, etc., etc., etc. Protein, just like carbohydrates, contains four calories for every gram of protein. So if you eat something and the food label says it has 10 grams of protein, about 40 calories in that food item are coming from the protein alone. Now this is just my own personal experience and personal opinion, but if you wanna know approximately how many grams of protein you should take in during the day, which by the way, I will talk a lot more about this in my next podcast, where I go further into macros and I'll help you calculate how many macros you should intake each day to reach your personal goals. So I'm excited to share that with you. But just generally speaking for protein, about one gram of protein per pound of body weight is a good amount to intake per day. Now, some people take more than that, some take a little bit less, but just as a very general rule of thumb, if you're getting about one gram of protein per pound, you're doing pretty darn good. All right, let's move on to the final macronutrient, fat. Now, fat is another one of those things that, man, it got a bad rap for a long time. Everybody was buying fat-free this, fat-free that. Fat is so, so, so important. We do not need to be afraid of fat. The thing that matters, again, just like carbs, is that it's the type of fat that you're consuming per day that can really make a difference and impact your health. Now, when I talk about the different types of fat, this is getting a little scientific, but I'll just share with you. Trans fats, the bad fats, like you get in margarine and fried foods and donuts and fast food. Trans fats, you want to avoid or eliminate from your diet as much as possible. Trans fats are really bad for you, and so those are the fats that you want to avoid. Saturated fat, you want to monitor your intake of saturated fat. Those are gonna be, you know, like in your steaks and your fattier meat products, um, your oils like coconut oil and palm oil and often baked goods have saturated fat in them. Now, saturated fat is only bad if you consume a high amount of it. We're all gonna intake some saturated fat. So you wanna monitor your intake of saturated fat, but you don't need to eliminate it from your diet completely. Now, the healthy fats that I'm going to spend most of my time talking about 
are your monounsaturated and your polyunsaturated fats. These are the good fats, the fats that your body really needs to function well. Now, I will tell all of you just right now, if you want to help support a healthy metabolism, now what is a metabolism? Metabolism is how many calories you burn per day. So if we have a good, healthy, fast metabolism, you're going to burn more calories than somebody who has a slow metabolism. So we want to help support our metabolism however we can. Couple ways you can do that, you can eat healthy fats. Healthy fats help support a healthy metabolism. Another way you can improve your metabolism, build lean muscle mass. Do not be afraid to get into the gym and lift some weights. The more lean muscle mass you have, the higher your metabolism, the more calories you can eat per day, which is a win-win. Okay, but back to fat. Let's talk about the scientific function of fat. Fat, aka lipids, serve many functions in the body, including storing energy, supplying essential fatty acids, absorbing and transporting fat-soluble vitamins, protecting and insulating vital organs, adding fullness and flavor in food, providing cell membrane structure, and serving as a precursor for hormones. So again, if you want to have a good hormone balance, you want to have a healthy metabolism, you have to eat healthy fats. Now, what are some of my favorite, personal favorite, healthy sources of fat? Avocado, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, salmon is so good. I love salmon. Salmon is an amazing source of protein, but it also is an amazing source of healthy fats. It has your omega-3s, omega-6s. Nuts like almonds, walnuts, seeds like chia seeds, all awesome sources of healthy fat. And I cannot forget my personal favorite, peanut butter. I love peanut butter. So peanut butter is a great source of healthy fat. However, I would recommend that when you look for peanut butter in the store that you try to find an all-natural peanut butter. You have to read your labels because even if it's listed as all-natural, some all-natural peanut butters still add sugar and extra oils to the peanut butter. So try to find an all-natural peanut butter with just peanuts on the ingredient list and you're good to go. Now, unlike carbs and protein, which contain four calories per gram, Fat contains nine calories per gram, so it's much more calorie dense than protein or carbs, which is why you don't need to consume as many grams of fat total per day, but you still need to get a good amount of healthy fats in per day to help support your body. So let's just rewind to the beginning. Again, what are macronutrients or macros? They are simply your proteins, your fats, your carbs. We need to consume these on a daily basis and the exact percentage of how many of each is going to vary on each individual. The one thing with nutrition that makes it fun but also frustrating is it's not black and white. So what works for one person may not work for the next. But as a general rule, again, if you want to see the best results from the effort you're putting in the gym, you have to start paying attention to your macronutrients. You need to consume more protein because I would almost guarantee most people in the general population do not consume enough protein. When eating carbs, focus on eating your complex healthy carbs like your leafy green vegetables, your starches like potatoes and rice and beans and things of that sort. You want to make sure that you consume those complex carbohydrates. And when eating fats, try to avoid trans fats whenever possible. Limit your saturated fats, but make sure you're getting healthy fats from food sources like salmon, um, egg yolk, avocado. Once you start paying attention to your macronutrients, I promise you, your efforts you're putting in, you will start seeing results much more quickly. It may take some practice. You need to start reading your labels. Use a tracking app like MyFitnessPal, which I will again talk about more in my next podcast where I discuss more specifically how you can calculate your macros to reach your goals. 
but hopefully today's podcast gave you a much better understanding of macros, what are macros, and now when somebody asks you what macros are, you can confidently say, I know exactly what those are. Until next time, this is April signing off, reminding you to be strong and courageous and keep living fit.